Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of For the Record. I am your host Aditya Lokande, and today with us we have Bridge, who's uh, one of the finest producers in the scene. Bridge uh, performs under and produces under three monikers, I think, three oscillators, VVV beats, and. Uh, Bridge, please. Bridge has his music uh, out there on uh, some renowned uh, music blogs like Resident Advisor, uh, Rolling Stones, in uh, Music Map, and yeah, man, welcome, welcome to the podcast. What up? How have you been? Thanks, man. Good to be here. I've been good. I think just trying to make music, uh, trying to schedule my naps. I mean. they always go off schedule because i just end up napping the entire time uh trying to find a bunch of new movies to watch uh just the usual helping my parents out just doing stuff in the house and yeah music is just on great man and so i was doing a little bit of research and i came across an interview where i read that now you're doing a full you're doing music full time yeah i am uh, i mean it's been a so i left my job in september i used to do this uh, i used to write copy for mobile ads not not exactly write copy i used to do a lot of uh, creative strategy for them so there these interactive mobile ads where you can move your phone and uh, talk with the mic and all that draw some interactive ads basically and i used to mm. strategize them for uh, a company called m canvas okay and uh, that was my day job until last september when i left so it's been more than a year since i left my full time job to pursue this so how is it going yeah. i mean since the lockdown like because of the lockdown we don't have a lot of we don't have anything happening to be honest so how are you coping with that but i mean honestly saying that there's nothing happening is uh, being a little pessimistic because uh despite the lockdown people have been doing a lot of things i mean uh, so have you heard of gently altered yeah 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 gently altered the the artist management and uh, label uh they've they started this thing called alter tv and actually before that they hosted this uh, show on invite uh, from another producer called vikan arman uh, he did a He did a sort of a festival called Souq Online, S O U Q, mm-hmm. where uh, it's hosted on this website called Shotgun dot Live. So uh, it's like a it's it's a it's a website that's designed for live music experiences over the internet. So uh, basically, how it goes is uh, you enter a live stream, like there's a live stream festival, quote unquote, happening, and uh, you enter the festival and you're presented with a huge screen okay as in a full screen of the artists playing in the comfort of their homes i mean it's being either it's being live stream or it's pre recorded and they're doing a live broadcast at the time of the festival and that is playing and then at the bottom you have a bunch of tabs that are there and these tabs denote stages so like there could be a techno stage you could switch tabs and go to a house stage where somebody else is playing you could go to an electronica stage you can do all sorts of shit and all of it is online and um the cool part about this that sets it apart from all the other live stream performances that have happened on instagram and twitch and facebook and whatnot is that um, there's this other thing on the top left where uh, 
they have rooms okay and uh, people can join these rooms and switch their webcams on and dance like it's a virtual party and it's open for everyone so it's open for everyone anyone can just join that room and just so aditya malve he was performing he is he was my batch yeah, so i, I think us, yeah, yeah i jumped on to his set so i did check check that out so i completely forgot about that man thanks for reminding yeah no problem yeah yeah but yeah it was sick man i mean it was pretty interactive that way considering it was uh, yeah like you know virtual so yeah man yeah. uh great so i wanted to ask you about your early days and your early influences of music like a uh, pre production and you know totally getting into music was music like a part of your life well music has always as in i wouldn't say it's been part of my life but it's always been around me you know i mean whenever as in when i was a kid i used to uh, there used to be a lot of uh, so i'm maharashtrian okay and uh, there used to be a lot of marathi songs just blaring on the boombox <laughs> like just just marathi music just blaring in the morning and yeah that's what i used to be tuned into you know all fucking morning and uh, there was as in we all we also had radio in the car of course we did and still do of course but uh, we had radio in the car and the radio used to just keep playing that entire uh, early 2000s wave of bollywood music that used to just be stuck in my head and uh, mom mom had her uh, influences in music like El- elton john and guns and roses and abba and michael jackson and all these people and slowly she just started introducing all of that music to me over the years so that caught on and then internet happened and uh, i i i was introduced to pop so all your regulars like akon and eminem and sean paul and uh, rihanna beyonce the black eyed peas i was a huge black eyed peas fan um, nice i was a huge black eyed peas fan i was a huge uh, lil wayne fan I used to listen to a lot of Sean Kingston. Uh, who else? Yeah, like there are some artists that I that just stuck with me throughout school and all. Um, I got introduced to people like Kanan and Drake and all through VH1. Mm-hmm, I used to sure. keep tuning into VH1 a lot, and um, especially Hip Hop Hustle, man, the show on VH1 that used to come at 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Night. Achha, um, you were uh, more towards the hip hop side, was it like that? Yeah, more words, commercial hip hop, and just pop in general. Ah, cha. So, yeah, but more words hip hop, like yeah, more words hip hop. I would say. And uh, how did you get into production? Um. So, uh, as in, we had dance in school, right, as a subject, and uh, this teacher uh, who used to teach us dance mm-hmm. also was a. part-time singer he had a studio at his uh, house and all that shit so anyway i mean right before school ended he gave me this uh, cd full of software and there was everything man there was sony acid sony vegas uh, soundforge watch i think there was virtual dj i'm not sure i don't think there was but um, i mean aside from all that there was fruity loops 3 now this was back in 2000 and 11 okay mm. and in 2011 fl already was on its ninth version or maybe 10th i'm not sure but uh, for some reason there was fruity loops 3 okay and i had no fucking idea what that was okay i i just saw it and i was like okay cool let's fuck around with this so i put 
put it on my pc as in the first few months was just me drawing shit and uh, there was a lot of as in it looked like candy man all these all the the entire pattern yeah yeah the, yeah the playlist view that you have instead of those big clips that you have right now they they look like little boxes that you would find on dx ball or something look like candy yeah and you know you could just draw all that and it was it was fun man i mean um eventually i figured out what to do with it because the pattern view on fn is pretty straightforward mm. you just fill up boxes you hit play and something plays right so that way i figured it out you know and i figured out fruity loops 3 so uh, about 7 or 8 months later i thought cool might as well search for something that's uh, similar to this mm-hmm. i just searched for fruity loops okay and then by that time i came to know that they had changed their name to fl studio and they were on their 10th version right now so my natural reaction was to download fl 10 and check it out yeah so that's what i did and then once i got fl 10 uh, i started searching for more things like uh, how to and yeah that was also the time i started getting into edm and dubstep so oh, that phase like all your uh, yeah all your porter robinson and skrillex and uh, zomboy skism knife party savant all these guys just started entering my life and uh, that's when i wanted to start making electronic music and uh, even people like martin garrix and all you know i mean when martin garrix was uh, as when i started listening to that scene uh, i wanted to make big room house and uh, yeah anyway so uh, once i got into that phase i started searching for uh, stuff deeper into fl studio like how to make a white noise riser or uh, how to automate and all that uh, in fact the plugin that i used to keep using is what resulted in the three oscillators name because no oh, sure. yeah yeah the 3x was yeah like that's why i have that is why three oscillators is what it is Yeah. Great man. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. No, then after that, uh, after that, FL ten became FL eleven, and then uh, started getting more and more into it. I started making trash music, you know, like all the music were trash, and uh, by that time, my music tastes upgraded. As in, not I wouldn't say upgraded, changed, you know, because mm-hmm. music is subjective. You yeah, know, you can't really. call listening to electronica over edm and true, true, it's true. just a different form of music yeah so uh, it changed you know as in i started listening to more chilled out stuff and uh, started discovering a lot of uh, artists that were making electronic music in india you know i mean the first two artists that i discovered making mu- making alternative music in india so to speak are uh, dulis inquiry and sandunes yeah. i think those two were my idols for the last yeah Six years ago, they were my idols, man. I mean, I used to fanboy over them hard. Like, yeah, I used to send fan messages and mails and all <laughs> that shit. Like, I was a proper fanboy. And yeah, I mean, once I started discovering that, my entire focus of music making shifted to uh, electronica and something different. You know, something different. Like something that was like generic. I think beyond uh, your one twenty eight to one thirty. BPM range. I yeah, yeah. I mean, I started. I mean, I wondered what will happen at eighty BPM. Uh, what what will happen at one fifty BPM? What what's possible at one seventy? So something like stuff like that. You know, I mean, BPMs change and 
then thoughts only changed you know so mm-hmm. yeah i i i had a hard style phase also at a point <laughs> which was pretty nice cool. yeah great so yeah i mean the rest of it just progressed and here we are like us cool man and uh, so uh, you started out as three oscillators or was it another name i started out as actually i started out as bridge please and uh, i i had two other friends who were making music with me one uh, one was named shreyas the other is avith who is shreyas's cousin and uh, we had three different names okay mine was bridge please and then we thought hey we three of us why not just make one group name and you know um, i thought of the name three oscillators it came up in surat i don't know how but i just thought hey let's just name ourselves after a fucking plugin <laughs> and that's what happened i mean we called ourselves three oscillators and we started making our first two releases were big room house okay this was four year four years ago i think mm-hmm. yeah our first two releases were big room house absolute trash but we still sent it to everyone on whatsapp saying check this out like we used to send broadcast messages straight up <laughs> and tell people to check it out and it used to be utter bullshit man i mean the songs were so bad um then even that focus shifted to electronic and whatever and it, it was still trash okay and then uh, and then shreyas uh, had his video stuff coming along like he's a uh, he makes video he edits videos uh, shoots 360 videos and does photography and all that stuff and all that was picking up for him so uh, music wasn't something that he, that he was looking at so um, he bounced and uh, avith was a part of three oscillators until february until the start of him when uh, he also bounced because he was 2020 right, right like this feb yeah oh. yeah this one okay so we were a duo until Feb 2020, and uh, his engineering was catching up with him, so he thought might as well just give more time to that. So the purge was all you, or was it the both of you? Oh, uh, some parts were Avith. Some parts. Okay, were. okay. So now is this you as three oscillators? Uh, quite a few parts actually. Like yeah. Great. But everything after that was just me. Okay, and when did you like? Uh... start to you know uh, not call your music trash and you know you started seeing potential in the tracks you were making what year was that oh uh, that was i think 2016 no 2017 i think okay yeah 2017 i mean i wouldn't say 2017 was the year i uh, lm i completely stopped calling my music trash because i think it still is at some point there's always a uh, room for improvement mm-hmm. there's always room for improvement however hard you make music and release and whatever there's always room for improvement but all the initial inhibitions that i used to face all went away in 2017 i feel i think that's the year i gained more confidence in just yeah, yeah. making music and putting it out there that so, is also yeah. the year jwala started i think 2017 yeah yeah so how did uh, how did uh, jwala you know come in place oh uh, palash kothari etron yeah, yeah. ke sparkling field ke a lot of other releases that most people don't know about uh palash started uh, palash messaged me okay sent me a text saying uh, bro you want to start a collective that's it out of the blue okay and i said okay 
cool then then we put out then we put up a team you know so uh, most of us actually played this gig uh, about six of us six of the seven founding members mm-hmm. of jwala played this reproduce gig in bandra mm-hmm. and we were all on the lineup wow okay and we did, we didn't know we were going to be a collective or whatever we were just all on the lineup and we just as in that that gig we just vibed with each other's music so much that uh, palash and i decided cool let's just call all of these people see if they're in down for you know being in a collective of sorts and uh, uh, we made a whatsapp group and uh, no we made a facebook group first okay and then the conversation shifted to whatsapp and yeah the conversation was just bubbling man we never really had a plan we just thought hey cool what what can we do together you know what can we do together as a collective with all our reach and what music combined and all and we thought you know let's just give a bedroom producers quote and quote bedroom producers a space to show their music and uh, give them a platform to showcase their work uh, because we were getting pretty sick of seeing the same names on gig posters and releases and all yeah we were pretty sick of that shit you know we didn't want uh, i mean i won't name anyone but we didn't we didn't want this name uh playing at anti social every friday night or this other name playing at blue frog every uh wednesday night or whatever as good as a resident dj yeah as good as a resident dj i mean the this it was like uh, it was like the scene was the resident club and there were a bunch of resident djs that just circulated within that little circle joke so we wanted to break that we just wanted to break it eliminate it and um, we thought yeah i mean how can we do this and then we thought hey you know what let's just put out a compilation and a compilation just a group just a bunch of music from uh from some artists who've been making other music and some artists who haven't been getting the limelight they deserve so uh, the first release was just us like all the original members plus uh, pulpy shilpi from pune so i think there were about yeah there were eight tracks i think or seven i, I don't remember but yeah that first compilation was nuts man because uh, we had a visual identity thanks to nikunj who was a part of our who is a part of jwala mm-hmm. uh, who also goes by the name mobius yeah uh, i mean he designed everything including the logo and uh, he gave us a track i mean despite all the work that he had which was awesome and uh, even veer uh, aka charm hmm. so even he contributed to some visual aspects of the other compilations and uh, he also kept giving tracks from time to time which was awesome and yeah everyone just chipped in in some of the other manner you know which is why the collective worked for so many months mm. uh, in fact a year more than a year actually i think we we turned 3 this year mm-hmm. yeah jwala is 3 years old yeah yeah no i was about to talk about the uh, visual aspects of jwala because uh, every artwork yeah. was so uh, different fresh and you know on point uh like uh, because your collective of uh, bedroom producers you know putting out such uh, quality stuff was actually a big deal yeah that is exactly how i got to know like you or the other producers on, of jwala right so that was crazy man 
I mean, I made a, as in, we realized that we made a mistake calling ourselves and everyone else bedroom producers because that term has just had a negative connotation to it, you know, over the years. Because okay. you visualize a bedroom, as in, you say that someone's a bedroom producer and what do you picture as in, there's somebody who's on his bed with one laptop and headphones and boxers and all this <laughs> trying to make something on FL Studio. That's the picture you get. Okay, and see bedroom pro- what what is what is bedroom producer? It's just it's just you making music in your bedroom. It's just one insignificant room where you're making art. Yeah. But those two terms come together have just created this little negative connotation because uh, the moment you say that someone's a bedroom producer, you think that he's not a prof- he or she's not a prof- professional. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we kept we kept calling ourselves self-taught internet raised bedroom producers, but uh, the new, as in, given from throughout, as in throughout uh, the recent months, we've started to stay away from that term and just eliminate that term for good because uh, whether whatever room you make music and whether it's a big shot studio or some kitchen or some bedroom or whatever, I mean, at the end. It's the music that people are listening to and doesn't matter where you're making that music from. Nobody should stereotype somebody on the basis of where they're making their music. Hmm. Fair, fair, so, fair, fair. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I went a little off topic, but uh, coming to the visuals. Uh, yeah. I mean, Nikulj is super amazing at what he does. Like he's excellent. He's done visuals for some of the most... Uh, most defining as in there was a point where every third artwork for any gig was Nikunj's. Like that was the amount of that is the amount of work that he's done for a lot of people. And um, in between uh, I think in between during our eighth or ninth compilation, I think uh, we also had Rohan aka Dolor Blind from Delhi join our collective and uh, he is a visual and graphic designer and uh, even his inputs came into the collective and it's just given this it's it's given Jwala a very dark edge in terms of visuals so mm-hmm. it's really nice to see all that just come through and uh, the newest collective the newest compilation I won't call it a compilation I call it a release uh, the news release that we put out everywhere on Spotify and everything is called New Light uh, Dolo and Nikunj actually collaborated on that artwork. So stuff like that is also happening. We're just trying to keep things fresh as in when we release something. Yeah, this uh, like this release was uh, after a very long time, I think. Yeah, at least after at least a year. After a year. Great. As we didn't put anything out after for more than a year, actually. So, yeah, I mean, our entire aim to our, our entire aim was to keep our newer releases concise to mm-hmm. the point and you know easy for the listener yeah yet maintaining that entire edgy sound that we are mm-hmm. kind of sort of known for i guess yeah uh, i wanted to ask when did you start performing and uh, uh, i'm not uh, talking about the djing aspect of things i'm talking about like, like actual performing you know using launch pads and stuff because that was pretty new for me. That also oh. I came across through Jwala right. at that time. Because uh, I personally, I was 
I was like just tired of uh, EDM in general. Right. And I was like back to my rock roots, but then I discovered like alternative electronic music and then yeah, it I like got interested into it. So yeah, all credits to you. No, it's cool man. I mean the first uh, the first gig, the first official gig that I was supposed to do was going to be a DJ set, but uh, that got canned. This was in January 2017 I think. Hmm. I think I'm not sure. Uh yeah. But uh, after that as in no uh, I actually did a live set before that. I did a uh, I did something with reproduce artists and mm-hmm. anti social uh, at the start of uh, at the end of 2016. And that was my first live gig. Hmm. Rana Rana from reproduce yeah. gave me my first live gigs. in general and uh, since then i've started i've, I've played live everywhere uh, the first few live gigs i did were all reproduce uh, and uh, then i slowly started playing anti social and all the uh, places that people usually play at uh and sh- shout out to rana yaar for putting up reproduce and yeah one big 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 shout out to rana i mean he's the reason i exist uh, he's <laughs> the reason three oscillators is what it is right now and uh i think uh, a lot of success of uh, a lot of other producers is owed to him i mean if uh, if jwala did something for uh, putting everyone's music out there i think rana and reproduce artists deserve the distinction of putting uh, everyone on a stage and playing their stuff out because rana doesn't give a shit about your uh, fame or Hmm. how many gigs you played or how big you are i mean if he if he digs your music he'll he'll give you a fucking gig that's that's the mindset he had and it's worked wonderfully for a lot of people and in fact jwala started because of reproduce so i mean thanks to him the collective exists and we gained that sort of confidence so yeah in fact uh, when i played magnetic fields which was my first time ever there Mm. even as a visitor uh it was at the reproduced stage it was at the peacock club it was a lineup that rana uh curated wow which was pretty awesome i mean magnetic fields never had any uh punk rock or it never had any noise gig mm-hmm. but rana made that happen you know and wild city uh, the people behind magnetic fields gave him the opportunity so yeah plus uh, plus he has a netflix feature of his own which is a mm-hmm. huge deal so that that's really awesome i mean yeah man that's i did check out uh, that episode and for like our listeners do check out uh, uh, the netflix episode I, i forgot the name but i'll put the link uh, in the bio yeah the creative indians yeah creative indians yeah uh, yeah so yeah. Uh, as a producer uh, i'm sure you face a lot of uh, creative blocks Yeah, I'm facing one right oh, now. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so for the last two weeks. Yeah. Oh, then this is perfect, man. So, how are you dealing with it? Yeah. Um, I so uh, as you may know, I also stream on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every Friday, I do this thing where it's like a huge listening party. I call it Friday Fire. It's a huge listening party where people send in their music and I listen to them and. Mm-hmm. Uh, react or give feedback or whatever and it's become a thing i mean i've done at least i've done 10 of them now 
Yeah, I think you started with uh, uh, streaming. Yeah, yeah, you started with that, and this Friday, I think the yeah. la- last Friday you had the one hour challenge. I think the sample challenge. Yeah, so uh, I was coming to that only actually the, when, with the creative block question. So uh, I started hosting beat challenges because beat challenges are fun, man. And uh, I did one before this, and uh, like the one that happened last Friday was the second one, but. I did one before this, and it was liberating, man. I uh, I gave everyone a challenge, and uh, as uh, so the the basically the challenges have been: you have one hour, just follow the rules, use these samples, make a beat, and send it. We'll listen to all of them once this is over. And uh, I found myself also doing that challenge, and I used to stream my process live. Mm-hmm. So both the beat challenges that have happened, I've given everyone a challenge, and I do the challenge myself. So that itself is eye-opening. You know, I mean, sometimes when I give myself restrictions mm. or an end goal as to what I want to do in terms of music, I just end up doing it. So that during that, as in, I'm just focusing on you know completing this challenge. So my mind is just running fast. Like, okay, shit. I need to put this sample. I need to put this uh, chord. What can I do here? I could probably add something here. So, and that is music making in general, right? You need to think about all. It's just a different mindset and approach. Yeah, exactly. And when you think about all this faster, then you get into that zone. Ki, yeah, maybe I can make some more tunes after this. So that's how I try to break it. Otherwise, there are times when they just don't go. You know, so just take another nap and. After you wake up, try making something again. Great, man. So, so is it just yeah. that, or do you like go towards other uh, art forms, like you know, movies or reading a book? I don't know. Just listening to. I like reading, man. But I, I love reading. But I'm a very moody reader. I mean, I, I, I won't read for three months. But if I have a good book, I'll just download three more good books and go on a. Binge, okay. A reading binge. It's pretty extreme yeah. that way then. Until I stop. Yeah, it's very extreme, man. <laughs> uh, I also, I also watch a bunch of movies. You know, movies that I haven't watched yet. So, yeah. As in that, that stuff just keeps going on, and I've started paying more attention to soundtracks in movies. Like, mm. uh, there's a new Christopher Nolan movie coming called Tenet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the soundtrack is nuts yeah it's it's insane i think someone yeah it's insane it's beautiful and i've started paying more attention to the music in movies and tv shows and uh, part of why i'm giving uh, part of why i'm focusing on all this is because uh, kalmi you know the producer yeah, kalmi yeah, yeah. definitely man kalmi yeah, yeah. from hyderabad yeah you have a song with him right yeah i have a song with him multiplicity mm-hmm. that was a pretty dope one i have, a, I have another song with him i don't know when it will get completed. Oh, but it will crazy. Yeah, yeah, sorry, go on. Sorry to yeah. cut you off. Yeah, yeah so, uh, no, no problem. Uh, so, Kalmi, uh, Kalmi keeps sending me links to all these movie scores and soundtracks and tutorials about all this. And that is the reason my interest in focusing on movie soundtracks has peaked. Wow. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's a great alternative to, you know, uh, pay attention to uh, movie scores in general. Because... Uh, Definitely, man. Definitely. It's it's a different challenge, man. You you literally have to uh, make the music 
taking uh, the director's or the writer's vision in consideration and then like give your own touch to it so that's like yeah. an interesting Correct. process so do you plan on like going into scoring and stuff some scoring i don't know man i mean i've i've, I've tried doing uh, some scoring stuff as in very lame scoring scoring stuff for uh, during college projects and shit but uh, i've never really thought about it you know i mean i don't think scoring is my forte right now mm-hmm. but uh, maybe i'll practice and get into it because it's a pretty lucrative opportunity and uh, i've started i've started editing videos now i mean i just put out a new i as in the promo i made for my song mm-hmm. uh, i made that promo and there are a bunch of flaws but at least i'm getting into yeah yeah it's know, fun so i'm getting into that yeah it is fun man i mean i'm i'm slowly getting into that amalgamation of audio and video mm-hmm. and trying to see how my music makes sense into all this so maybe scoring is the natural next step yeah so because uh, i think uh, like from a performance point of view uh, having killer visuals will just you know enhance uh, the the experience uh, like for for the, for the audience having killer visuals is very important yeah yeah having killer visuals is very important especially during uh, i mean especially during the lockdown you know because all the live streams that happen from home i mean you have some people have their entire home aesthetic they put their controller on a table and they yeah. do something but uh, some other people have been really killing it man i think uh, karan in fact uh, karan did a show for uh, there's some show happening by cme creative minds entertainment and uh, they had a so they have like a facebook live stream type hmm. show series that happens and uh, Karan had a video with these crazy visuals, right? Like a lot of 3D shit was going on while he was playing, which was pretty interesting. Was it and in Pune? A, a lot of no, no, no. It wasn't. It was. It was on Facebook. Ah, sorry, sorry, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was a live stream uh, thing. Yeah, he did another visual series in Pune, but uh, I'm actually I'm just talking about lockdown okay, okay, and okay. Uh, Facebook lives and mm-hmm. all. uh yeah i mean that was one and uh, a lot of people actually put green screens behind them and with the streaming software like obs and all you can actually put a video behind the mm-hmm. green screen and really customize your live stream so a lot of people have been doing that also and it looks really nice so making making or uh, curating visuals for your content is really important because people will would rather see something moving than somebody just playing something at the, on some boring backdrop or whatever so yeah it is definitely very important the, and uh, what's the new song called a new song is called nocturnal monsters okay yeah it's coming out on the 10th i think 17th oh, 17th yeah, yeah. 17th it's coming in 10 days yeah <laughs> oh great i think i saw the yeah. promo today or yesterday i don't remember Yeah, I reposted it. <laughs> you have been again uh, doing this full time now for a year. Considering the scene here, uh, doing music full time here, I think is pretty difficult. It is. So, uh, what was your mindset back then, and how did you, you know, just go about it? So, um, I saved a lot during my day job. I mean, uh, 
in fact i joined i've been as in that day job i was in it for two years okay two whole years mm-hmm. right after college right after college i think i joined mm-hmm. about four months after i finished college and uh, i saved a lot i mean i always i always knew that music wasn't going to be that indie independent music wasn't going to be mm-hmm. that lucrative so i did my job and i started doing gigs while still on the job and all like the the people at the job were super nice to me i mean they they so uh, they had flexible workers and uh, they were pretty aware of my uh, things as a live performer and all and in fact some of them even turned up to a gig which is really oh cool. wow nice uh, yeah so i mean that that kept happening simultaneously and uh, i used to put part of my salary into a into an sip hmm. just like uh, about 9k used to just go into an sip every month and i saved a bunch of cash man and then i thought yeah cool i mean in case i fuck up at this music thing i still have a backup mm-hmm. ready with me so i took that step wow man i mean it's it's great that uh, you're doing music full time like not a lot of people have uh, the luxury of doing it and like you're like pretty smart enough to you know see i mean it's not about yeah it's not about luxury really i mean see i would say music production is a luxury because you need a pc and you need a, a whatever interface and headphones all that gear and i really wish that there were uh, more people as in there was more accessibility to music production because uh, like in other in other remote parts of india and all like there's no access to music production i doubt but they even know that it's a thing but imagine the amount of talent we could uncover if stuff like this was accessible to them you know that would be really crazy yeah uh, oh, sure. but what is, yeah so as i was saying in terms of uh, getting into music full time yeah you got to be smart man because you got to know your circumstances you can't be like ha uh, after college i'm just going to leave uh, no job or nothing i'm just going to start uh, performing i mean you got to know what situation you're dealing with because india doesn't have a lot of uh, gigs in terms of electronic music and even if they do it's just all your mainstream edm big room vibes and if you're not into that music or that culture at all then you're going to be in a fix mm-hmm. because you won't know what to do then yeah yeah so you really got to play it smart there's no option but to play it smart i would say uh so uh you have been doing this for like 3 4 years now around 3 4 years so yeah easily yeah. easily yeah so you've been there like for a while now in the scene so how has the scene evolved ah uh, i'm i'm the wrong person to ask i mean uh, just I from mean, your I, point of view i don't yeah yeah from my point of view i think there are a lot more musicians that whose names i keep hearing of now it's not the same it's not the same five six names popping up on my timeline and not the same people who are pushed by management and mm-hmm. whatever you know like there are a lot of uh, artists that aren't signed and are still getting the the limelight that they deserve so that's a welcome change all their music is getting equal attention mm. say as in 
somebody like as in I, I don't I don't know if I should take names but uh, somebody who's been making music for say 7 8 months is on the same pedestal as somebody like Peter Cat recording company or mm-hmm. uh Pratik Ward or whatever which is awesome man i mean everyone should get that kind of recognition of their music is amazing so that is changed i mean that as in that's a very welcome development that's that's nice to hear actually i mean because yeah. like this the more the scene grows yeah. the better for the scene also uh, yeah and uh i mean that's the thing i want to propagate you know because i i don't give a shit about how big some artist is i mean if the music isn't great i'm not going to listen to it and if the music is great i will listen to it i will talk about it to everyone i know of uh, i will spread it out i will repost it on soundcloud i'll try spreading it as much as i can through jwala or through my twitch or by myself and yeah that's what i will do i mean i'm 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 pretty sure there are a lot of people who think like me, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, the bad part is there are a few people who don't think like me, who who just want to be on the lookout for themselves, and that's that's a bad move, you know. I mean, for a scene as nascent as this, where nobody even knows about Indian electronic music and the wealth of talent we have, that's a bad move, man. I mean, rather be supportive than just be in your own bubble. Fair, fair. And just share share music by your own friends and all. You got to go outside that friend circle, discover new fucking talent. I mean, uh, that's what Rana and I keep doing. You know, we we keep exchanging SoundCloud links of uh, artists that we've just heard of and artists whose SoundCloud accounts we just discovered, and we're like, holy fuck, why isn't this person uh, heard yet? Mm-hmm. You know, as in why why isn't why doesn't this person have more followers or whatever and that's part of the reason why i started those friday streams because i've uncovered so much talent in that uh and since everyone is watching the stream everyone else gets to know of that person and then they go follow each other on soundcloud and it just becomes this huge pool that just keeps growing and growing and growing and not restricted to this one tiny circle of circle jokers mm-hmm. Yeah so yeah. about the friday stream so i have attended a couple of your streams and one thing i realized uh was that people there so no one at that point no one cares about what genre genre of music is uh, being played or who is producing what or who's popular who's not popular it's just it's, it, it feels like a community so that that is actually like kudos to you for doing that yeah thanks man yeah because i think we need more of this in the scene definitely definitely so coming to uh, this question there are two sorts of music uh, two, two kinds of music an artist like wants to make i'm just like simplifying it one is uh, a little more accessible uh, to a lot more people and one is a little more experimental uh, in nature which uh, you know could a song could you know go 7 8 minutes long depending on the creativity right. or artistry of that artist so how do you balance that out I just, I just balance it out, man. I mean, like, uh, as much as I like making experimental music, I want people to understand some parts of it. So even if I make something like glitch hop, uh, I make sure there's some melody or hook to it that people will remember. That's a trick to getting people into all the weirder stuff. But then, 
part of me also wants to make uh, stuff like funk or you know R&B or whatever. I want to collaborate with more vocalists and stuff. I I really want to get that natural element into my music. So honestly, all the balance is over here, man. I mean, your mind can just tell you what to make today, and you just go ahead and make it. So you got to be that limitless. So if you decide you want to make uh, some experimental glitch noise pop with some ambient elements, you go ahead and make it. Uh, if your mind tells you to make something like Daft Punk or uh, Daft Punk but halftime and uh, a very vibey setting and add a vocalist to it, you just go ahead and make it, man. I mean, you give yourself prompts and you go ahead and you fire it up on your door. So, yeah, I mean, you can make whatever the fuck you want. And if you don't, if you don't really care much about uh, reaching more fans and all then that's the point that you're truly free you know absolutely yeah i'm just fortunate and happy that people are listening to my music but at the end of the day if i have this gut feel that this isn't the music i want to make then i won't make that music i'm not going to pander to hmm. taste and make that music zabardast scene you know yeah yeah fair man yeah uh, so what what's been on your playlist currently What's been on my playlist? Uh, I started listening to Toru Imua. I I started listening to a lot of Toru Imua. He's a great uh, producer, singer, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found this other artist recently called Elsa Hewitt. She put out a she put out a she put out an album on this label called Lobster Theremin. It's this UK based label that is into alternate dance music. pretty cool uh she put out this electronic album on it very nice mm. and uh, what else is on my playlist nothing else it comes to mind you know i mean i keep tuning into all these newer indian releases that have been coming up and yeah like nothing nothing sticks to my mind but uh, everything that palash puts out in fact palash mm. palash's music has been stuck in my head um uh, whatever current puts out his music has been stuck in my head uh kot yeah, yeah. he won the challenge music right music has been stuck in my head yeah he won the first one pretty cool yeah it really used the samples really well hmm. and his music is really nice then a lot of people man sorry if i'm i'm going to ramble out some names but uh yeah there's this is uh, producer from new york and she's originally from nepal but uh she stays in new york her name is nindra maya okay uh, she's a brilliant producer man i mean she the she's she just got this emotional touch to her uh, to whatever music she makes and uh, she just really does it in a very organic manner and her music is a treat to listen to uh, she's been on my playlist then uh, robu hmm. the as in he's he's in the uk now he's actually learning uh, well not really learning but there's a course he's doing in london uh related to music only but uh, i think he's doing audio, audio engineering but yeah whatever robu puts out is an instant repost from me and uh, the other producer called karma he's from delhi uh, gurgaon actually he makes uh, all this weird as dubstep uh, and bass and trap and everything in between like his music is amazing uh 
I have a few more names actually. I'm just as in when I'm when I have a gun to my head and <laughs> I don't say names out. I I don't really I can't really say any any of them. You know, but that's the, okay. No no worries. I mean, you keep sharing them anyway. Yeah, man, for sure. That's uh even uh, six flying whales, dude. Six six flying whales music is awesome. Uh, he's a, he's a producer from Bangalore. who makes some amazing amazing music very alternative very very offbeat mm. uh and uh, young raj dude young raj yeah, insane young raj is dope yeah yeah raj raj keeps making music keeps putting it out they no they no stopping young raj from anything crazy yeah. uh and yeah also congrats on the nomination for uh, indies 2020 i just again i just saw the story oh cool yeah no it's all good man thanks uh yeah so uh, yeah, uh, is it for Karshini, actually, for drowning uh, it's for drowning yeah mostly uh karshni's label actually put it up for nomination so wow nice i mean i'm there on it so which is awesome cool <laughs> crazy crazy and so my last yeah. question to you would be uh your advice to upcoming producers you know who are just starting out who have no clue yeah my advice is uh fuck up you know just just fuck up while doing stuff and the fuck ups will only it's only the fuck ups that will lead you to progress you know if somebody is chumma charting you nothing's going to happen just fuck up in terms of music in terms of gigs i i made this i made the stupidest mistakes at gigs man i mean my first my first sound check i couldn't understand anything about the foh or uh, what wires were going into my interface and all and uh, in fact i i didn't even know what a tech rider was i mean somebody asked me for my tech rider i i sent in all the stuff that i was carrying oh i didn't know that a tech rider was all the stuff that the venue will provide So those are all the fuck ups I've had. I've I've fucked up while DJing also. I've messed up my transition so many times. And even during live sets, I've I've played the wrong stem, and everything's just gone haywire. And I've I've just wanted. I've 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 had to go reset mode. Then there were there were times when my interface only stopped working, and the laptop used to freeze. My Ableton used to crash. All that has happened. <laughs> and in yeah only after that i've started learning and figuring out things and you know making better music doing better live sets so yeah only those two words man fuck up great man so it was actually yeah. uh, very good talking to you man thanks man you too i got yeah. a lot of insights and it was fun thanks for doing no this no problem man thank you for doing this podcast yeah So for our listeners uh this was the episode with Bridge we have some amazing artists uh, coming up soon so you can follow us on for the record india on instagram and uh, facebook and we have our episodes up on spotify and youtube as well so see you guys ciao